And we're on. Oh, <laughs> nice. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> say your lies. Sorry, sorry. I'm so nervous. Why? I've never done a podcast before. <laughs> Who am I talking to? You? <laughs> or the people at home? I'm your host, Jimmy Kavanagh. I'm your special guest, Hannah Mamalus. And we are Comic Swapping Comics. <laughs> Wednesday, everybody. Happy Wednesday, Hannah. Hi, yeah, happy Wednesday. Hi. <laughs> you know what Wednesday means? No, what does Wednesday mean? Let me tell you what Wednesday means, Please. Hannah. It's new comic book day. Shit! Yeah. Oh no! All the comic book shelves are filling up with new books. Uh, you like comics, Hannah? I do like comics, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite comic? What's my favorite comic? Uh, I really like a comic called Blankets. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I like blankets in general yeah as a yeah, concept yeah. but as a comic as a hey, both begin with c oh my god oh you're my right god. what is the concept of this comic blankets uh, blankets it's like a, a true kind of autobiographical comic it's kind of all about adolescence mm. and growing up and stuff like that but but we're not here to talk about blankets no we're not <laughs> Folks at home, I should explain. I'm joined today by Hannah Mamelis. Hello. The titular comic uh, of <laughs> comics, Swapping Comics, episode one. It's me. Hannah is, uh, I have my notes here. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Hannah Mamelis. I want to know what the notes say. Star of stage, screen, oh, boy. and indeed stand-up. Oh, the three S's. There you go. A triple threat. Uh, you may know Hannah from uh, her roles in the old Dream Gun film reads. Sure. Those are big in the podcast world right now. Yeah. Mob comedy every Thursday. Yeah, so uh, that's a thing. And her own solo shows like The Egg is a Lonely Hunter. Hannah, also star of The Screen. You can <laughs> no. catch her in films such as The Drummer and The Keeper. Yeah. And TV shows like Republic of Telly and Ripper Street. Yeah. It says here you're on Ripper Street. I was on Ripper Street. Did you yeah. play The Ripper? No, I played, uh, I played actually one of the f- few female roles in Ripper Street that wasn't a prostitute. Oh, congratulations. Mm, I know, right? That's big. Um, I got hit in the face while I was filming. Um, uh, as part of it, or? Uh, kind of. Um, one of the scenes we were doing, there was one of the other actors, he had to like, kind of grab me and shake me aggressively and ask me where someone was. So he was like, shake me and he's like, where is she? And then they were like, hey, uh, guys, let's just... Uh, Let's add in a slap here. Oh my goodness. Just and add that in. Yeah. And so they had to take me aside really quickly. And uh, the stunt guy was like, so you know how to take a slap, don't you? And I was like, um, I don't actually. He's like, just, uh, he's like, well, when you see it coming for you, just turn your head like, like a snap. That uh, sounds like good advice. It was good advice, but, but it doesn't follow through when you're actually doing it. And I didn't move my head fast enough. And he, he, uh swung too soon and oh, no. he full force hit me across the face name and shame no was this? i mean we can watch the episode i'm it's sure it's funny like it was definitely a really good take and i tried to stay in it but yeah uh, so you had to like shake me aggressively like where is she and then slap me and then like say it again like where is she and then the second time after he saw me he was like 
<laughs> really delicately like where is she he couldn't he couldn't keep it together and i have one more note here no two more notes oh fuck so you're also the host of your own podcast co-host of your co-owned podcast excuse me yeah i mean i've kind of come in at, when after it's already been a podcast for like two years um so it was originally ed salmon and kian mcgargal and they had a really funny podcast called revealables and then kian had to uh, leave. That sounds, that sounds ominous. He didn't. He just he just had to move county, so he couldn't do it anymore. So Ed asked me if I'd like to fill in. And it's never been better. Well, it's thank been going you. From strength to have strength. you listened to reviewables I, before? I, I have listened it? to uh, <laughs> two episodes okay. of reviewables. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both of which you are the co-host. Yeah. Okay. Of. Sure. Sure. I don't know this other guy. Yeah. But hey, he sounds like a hey. Cool fuck Kean. Is that your review of Kean? No, Kean's a lovely man. Okay. How yeah. many stars? Five out of five. Wow. Yeah, he's I gotta a good, meet this guy. He's a good dude. Uh, and now, of course, you're probably most famous at the moment uh, for <laughs> the... Uh, I'm sure all our fans at home have seen the National Dairy ads. Oh, no! Where you, you play Professor no. Cheddar, uh, the dairy scientist. And guys, I was talking to Hannah before the show, and she's very graciously agreed to give us Professor Cheddar's famous catchphrase. Oh my God. She would. Jesus Christ. I actually We'd all like that love to hear it. But you've given uh, my scientist a name because I, yes. uh, in the script I was just science gal. Science gal? Yeah. Not Professor Cheddar? Not Professor Cheddar. Professor Cheddar is yeah. much better. Yeah. A very popular character on the fanfic websites. I don't know if you've seen. Really? Why? What? What? They just loved your portrayal so much. Oh. They want to be like, <laughs> what is this Christ. character up to? And it's great because it's like there have been <coughs> Professor Cheddar's before, but it's like mm. finally a female. Here Professor we go. Cheddar, yeah, yeah. Know. Look at her go. Uh, but Hannah, please, Dolcious, <laughs> <laughs> what does Professor Cheddar say? Do you want me to say the actual line? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Sorry, let me get on my uh, Cheddar persona here for a moment. Mm. <clears throat> Love Irish dairy, and it loves you back with essential vitamins and minerals. Amazing. Right? That's yeah. Incredible. Thank, thank you so you much. So, no, I got lost you, in my role you. there for a minute. That yeah. was, yeah, it was like. Transcendent, I right? I know. Suddenly I was Does it make you want to eat dairy? Style. I assume, <laughs> in order to play the role of Professor Cheddar, you must love dairy. Correct. My contract says <laughs> yes. Does your contract really say you no, have to love dairy? No, no. Maybe? I don't know. I haven't read it all the way through. <laughs> Hannah, yeah. thank you so much for joining me. Sure, thank you. Uh, on our first episode mm. uh, of Comics Swapping Comics. Uh, uh, it, it may be extremely clear to anyone listening, I've never done a podcast before. <laughs> I've um, never been on a podcast before. You, don't you co-host yeah, reviewables? <laughs> oh, like... it was a joke. Oh! <laughs> That's what we do on podcasts. We do jokes. Do stupid jokes. Uh, I had a yeah, dream to fill last the void. night. What? <laughs> Speaking of filling the void little segue i had an awful dream last night where we recorded this podcast i was just terrible at it really yeah what and what were you doing that was so terrible in the dream or was it just an after feeling of being terrible it was like the whole way through i was like why am i doing (laughs) what am i doing i'm not good at this well famously nobody likes the sound of their own voice oh well that's the weird thing because 
I Do you only love it? Like, well, I, it's the only thing I love. Really? Is the sound of my voice. <laughs> well, there you go. You're perfect for podcasting. Thank you so much. Some people hate the sound of their own voice. Yeah, it's true. It's like when you see yourself on camera for the first time as well. That's awful. It's the worst. It's the worst. I remember seeing my <clears throat> side profile in this short little uh, Charlie Chaplin video. We did. Yeah. You're like, what? And I always knew people, like, people mentioned that I have a big nose. Sure. But I didn't... <laughs> Realized quite how huge it was <laughs> until I saw my side profile on film. I remember realizing, like, I didn't, you don't realize what your face does when you're feeling yeah. certain emotions sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember being like, fuck, is that the face? Is that what my face does when I'm feeling that particular emotion? Like, I, when I'm feeling joy or sadness, <laughs> is my face always doing that? That's awful. I hate <laughs> that. Like, but this is our first episode. And it is, and they only have to hear our voices. They don't have to see That's our true. Faces. Thank God, because my shower's broken and I look awful uh, and smell you awful. Don't, you, you don't. You don't have to smell us either, which is great. <laughs> uh, just listen. Uh, but this is our first episode of the podcast. Uh -huh. It says on my notes here. It's the first episode in big letters. Hey, look. It's underlined, um, and there's a penis drawn beside it yeah. for everyone who can't see it. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Uh, just to keep Jimmy focused. <laughs> but the backstory to this yes. is this is just a thing that I that I do in real life with my friends is I, I love comics. I'm a big comic collector mm -hmm. and I love swapping comics with my friends so we can talk about them. And um, as you know, Hannah, mm -hmm. if you work in the creative industry or if you're a performer, you, you kind of have to... Uh, turn everything you do in your life into a project into some kind of creative pursuit yeah yeah, yeah. how else can you it. feel whole as a exactly. person exactly yeah yeah so this is that project hey this is that project uh now we're going rogue in the first episode <laughs> 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 i feel like in this episode we're already going rogue. <laughs> Do you think? I think so. And I, hey, here's a little comics joke. I don't mean rogue from X. -Men, oh, boy. For the fans. No, I feel like, what, you know, when you think of comics, mm -hmm. you think I, either rogue from X-Men. Sure, of course. One. Yeah. My first protocol. Yeah. Absolutely. You think the Beano. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or Garfield. Yeah. Those are the kind classics. of the three. Yeah, El that's like the holy trinity of comics. Mm. Did we, you have those when you were younger? Uh, the Beanos yeah. and the Garfields. All of them. All of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, huge. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, oh yeah. I have a big old box in my bedroom in my parents' house mm. uh, full of Beanos and Dandies. Um, a lot of them, uh, I used to, I used to really love uh, making ransom notes. Uh, <laughs> Out of the child. stuff from the comics. Yeah, not like, I didn't know they were ransom notes, <laughs> but I just loved cutting out letters and making big pieces of paper. So you had no them. problem like cutting magazines up you didn't you weren't like precious about them or anything no and maybe i should have been mm, yeah they're probably so worth it more with, now with cutting them up I what kind like, of notes did you write i just like if my friend was in the grail talked i'd send him like a note uh <laughs> like her husband yeah. <laughs> you creep <laughs> or uh, i use i use them now as wrapping that'd paper be such a creepy Christmas. like <laughs> sending him just i miss you <laughs> in ransom note letters fucking hell jimmy <laughs> um <laughs> But none of these comics have any of those three things. Mm -mm. No, there are no superheroes. Uh, there's no cats eating lasagna. No. There's no menacing kids. No, there's yeah, there's no powers. There's no... No, that's very true. 
just the power of feeling. Yes, <laughs> the power of art and words and thought combined. and yeah, depth. Uh, Hannah, that's the end of my notes. So oh fuck, we're off the grid. We're off the we're grid. Off the grid. Well, hey, let's talk comics, Hannah. Yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's get into it. Okay, so Hannah this week uh, has given me Here mm-hmm. by Richard Maguire. Mm-hmm. And what, what did I give you, Hannah? You gave me The Artist uh, by Anna Hayfish. 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 I want to say Hayfish. Hayfish, yeah. Hayfish. Yeah, I think that sounds right. It's spelled... H-A-I-F-I-S-C-H. That sounds like Hayfish to me. I think, I think so. Uh, Hannah, what did you think of The Artist? Uh, I really liked it. It uh, also, I said this to you before, like kind of gave me a mild existential panic a little bit. How did that happen? What happened? Because it's very relatable. Okay, so it's The Artist. So Hmm. some background about The Artist. Um, The Artist is basically kind of like a series of short comics. So you kind of told said this to me um, before, but so they were first on Vice, is that right? I think it was Vice. Yeah, I think so. mm, Um, Cool website for edgy teens. Cool, cool website. It's funny that inside the comic, uh, the artist talks about an editor from Vice in it and, and, and being weird around them. So it's, it's basically a series of like short comics. They deal with like, I think everything that kind of goes hand in hand with being a quote unquote artist (laughs) yeah 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 um so like uh perception of your own art how you see it perception of how other people see your art um how you go about making your art and the insecurities around that procrastination around it social anxiety Mm. around presenting your art and being around other people's art all of those things so i think it deals with all of those things very well i think doing anything creative all of that stuff is like wildly relatable yeah you know absolutely would you consider yourself i feel like it's a it's a very loaded word artist yeah would you put that in your in yeah your, i think because I, I think you should yeah I feel like there's people who would disagree with someone working primarily in comedy or stand-up mm. uh, or even something that's not painting to call themselves an artist yeah it's I, a funny one i th- i think i think if you're doing anything creative with any kind of depth or semblance of feeling in it Hmm. i feel like that's art yeah absolutely you know the the artist in uh the book is an artist who paints i think or creates pieces of uh work that i think even if you were kind of sticking to that as what an artist is even just the themes in it around creating stuff are relevant to anybody who creates anything was there anything in the book that happened to this artist that has ever happened a similar thing to you in your career? Definitely. There's like all of the fucking social anxiety stuff <laughs> is like, I like, you know, there's, there's uh, bits in this where uh, the artist goes to events and can't handle or can't handle other people's perception of mm. their art. And I did a... I did, uh, yeah, and how they deal with that and how they react to it. I did a, a stand-up gig once, not that long ago, and all of my agents were at it. Ooh. And the gig was fine, but not yeah. great. Yeah. And I didn't know how to handle it afterwards, or I didn't know how, I didn't want to, 
I knew it was going to be like a kind of tense atmosphere or or maybe that was something I was just even projecting. Yeah. Where I was just like, oh shit. And I felt really insecure about it. And uh, so I got like beers from the green room and went and sat in the toilet of this venue until the rest of the gig was over. So it wasn't just me doing the gig. It was loads yeah, of people on yeah. the bill. I was on like first. Hmm, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was on first and I literally just, sat yeah I sat in the toilet drinking beer on my own for like an hour and a half until the gig had ended and I had to go out and interact that is that genuinely does sound straight out of this straight book. out of the artist very I can really imagine this little feathery skinny can you describe the main character the yeah artist? so the artist like I, I'm presuming the artist their depiction of the artist in this is the depiction of what they see themselves as in their soul yeah this kind of grotesque like looks like a mosquito i think it looks like a kind of stretched out mosquito like a stretch armstrong it looks like its limbs can go on and on and on forever and it's kind of yeah it looks malnourished and like kind of skinny and gangly it's like if uh you know i filmed the fly with jeff goldblum Mm -hmm. it's like if instead of jeff goldblum got in the teleporter the stretch Stretch armstrong Armstrong got in there yeah stretch armstrong (laughs) Yeah, Stretch Armstrong. Jimmy, come on. You know this beloved Uh, character. Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. So Stretch Armstrong. And also I feel a little bit of a Smeagol in there as well. Definitely. Like something Mm. that's been living in a cave. Yes. For years deprived of sunlight and love and like an artist all of those things like an artist exactly very much like an artist. I mean, there are there, there are strips in this, you know, which is them just like in their room, just hiding away from Yeah the world and from life and procrastinating and there's another bit in it that I find I don't know whether this is something that just creative people have I don't think so but I think a lot of um creative people are hypochondriacs on some level okay I I think it's something to do with just um being too self-analytical all the time yeah Uh, and also just and yeah just constantly maybe sitting in a room and uh thinking that you're dying because you feel like you're dying yeah but there's a bit there's a strip in this where uh the artist uh cuts their finger and ends up in hospital and uh the nurse is just like yeah you cut your finger and you fainted and the artist is like so i have cancer right (laughs) like this is you found the cancer I've gone through so many phases of constantly thinking I have cancer. Mm-hmm. I always think I have cancer somewhere in my body. I'm just like, oh yeah, it's the cancer, of course. It's the of cancer course. in my ovaries it's or it's the cancer in my brain. or So I don't know whether that's the thing that that is everyone. But I feel like if it's in the artist, maybe it is something yeah. that's quite general. There's one particular strip in this. Um, and I got this book for, I think, maybe 25 cents mm. on sale in a comic shop. Um, I just like the look of it um, and I was enjoying it and then I think it's maybe the third or fourth strip mm. uh, I just realized it was something that had happened to me almost exactly right in that the artist is in bed uh, they're supposed to be working on a project mm-hmm. but they're watching the YouTube video the dog of wisdom <laughs> Uh, that has, and that he we'd actually yeah, it has the little dog flying through do you know this video? I don't know whether I do and he's like bah, 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 bah. 
Are there subtitles? <laughs> There's, the dog's like, bah, Oh, is it on bah, the plane? Yeah, he's on a little yeah, plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. So he's watching this video and then he gets a call from, like, maybe it's the vice editor yeah. uh, asking about the files. And he says, Oh, yeah, just finishing them up. I'm going to send you the files now. Mm-hmm. Then he hangs up and immediately just Hides lies down, his puts his covers yeah. over his head. Uh-huh. Uh, genuinely, like, not taking the piss. I uh, I owed some I I won't say their name. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know them. Oh, do I? I, um, I Ooh, owed, tell me after. <laughs> I owed somebody a poster for a show. Oh, now I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in my bed watching yeah. the dog of wisdom. Oh my god! Because when I'm stressed or if I'm upset on my Google Chrome. Uh, my have... first saved right. bookmark is the Dog of Wisdom. I don't know. I just it just, it. Yeah. just gives you a real kick. Stick it on. I uh, got a call from that person being like, "Hey, you got that poster? We need it like now." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna send it to you now." Oh, Jimmy. Hung up and then uh, whoop, like... under the covers. Oh my god. Um, so, so wow. I... So that's incredibly like prescient. Yeah, then. absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh wow, this is um, uh, spookily." No, yeah, it's not just it's in general, it's reflecting how I feel. It's like spookily pick oh, something Oh, this has come into my, my life. life. Yeah. yeah. I find something depressing about the fact that this was on sale for 25 cents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. And that, because, I mean, this artist is a reflection of the artist who's creating it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As all art is in a sense, you know, you trying to make sense of your own life and your own experiences and your own stuff. So... Yeah, I'm like, oh no, this she's not getting. I feel panicked for her. Yeah, she is she making enough money <laughs> off these comics? I don't know. It really does tap into all of that stuff. Definitely, like the social anxiety stuff. You know, that whole uh, thing of I was chatting about this with my friend recently. The idea of like extroverts and introverts, mm. and that typically extroverts get their energy from being around groups of people. So that's so they are like charged up by that. Yes. And introverts get their energy from being on their own and that's how they charge up. And so introverts can be in social situations and mm. have a good time, but it drains them to that yeah. extent. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they're not getting charged from it. Whereas extroverts are that. And that's like, that would be me to a T in that even though I, I do things that are incredibly social, yeah all the time yeah. like it's my job and my life yeah having to be very social it like exhausts me you definitely. were saying uh when we met up today that you're still recovering from going out to lunch with your friend yesterday yeah <laughs> i'm not so bad one-on-one one-on-one i don't find it mm. i mean i was semi hungover yesterday, <laughs> so that's a factor but yeah i'm not too bad one-on-one i find being around large groups of people fun yeah but exhausting. Absolutely. I saw an article, well, I saw a headline, mm-hmm. uh, as you do, and then scrolled past, but then I was like, oh, actually, that sounds pretty I'm interesting. I'm going to go back to that, back. yeah. But I saw an article which was basically saying, this was just this morning, that if you look at all successful artists, mm-hmm. they've done this new study, and the vast majority are successful through their friends. Right. And in order to be a successful artist, it's... A huge factor, like connections just, and just, stuff. just connections yeah. and friendships, um, and I guess networking, if you want to call it. I that. know, yeah. Uh, which is yeah, when it's like 
there's a, there's another great strip in this where the artist is at a party and realizes they haven't said anything for 40 mm-hmm. minutes. That's the one with the vice person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so they need to say something so they can be remembered. So mm-hmm. they say, haha, look at the peas on my plate. They're touching. <laughs> look like a caterpillar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great reaction. No. Why would you Why say have you that? just blurted this out? Um, and I think that makes sense to me why someone like uh, the most famous example is old Van Gogh or Van Gogh or mm-hmm. however you want to call him. Uh, yeah. Who was not famous until he died. And by all accounts, maybe not a particularly nice man to hang sure, around. Sure, yeah, cranky fucker. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but then again, you do think of the amount of famous artists like, I want to say, Picasso, who just sound like real. Real pieces of work. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, that is, I think that is a massive factor. And I know so many people in like the industry. <laughs> you know so many people in the industry? <laughs> in the industry. Uh, but, but who, uh, if networking comes naturally to you yeah. and you're good at it, yeah. it really can stand to you. Like yeah. I know so many people who do really, really, really well because they're incredibly good yeah. at networking and being able to figure out what people want in a situation and how to give it to them. Yeah, absolutely. And and there are a lot of people I know who, who and, and it is that, that kind of fucked up thing that's a part of it, that, that there are people who I know who are incredibly talented and don't do as well because because mm. they don't have that factor. Yeah. And then I know people who are not so talented <laughs> who do incredibly well because of that. Yeah. And it, it can be kind of infuriating. And I think it's a thing I'm not I'm not super bad at it. I'm I can be a social person, definitely. Mm. And hey, I can have fun. <laughs> do you like to have fun? <laughs> Sometimes I like to have fun. Um I, yeah, I can I can do that. Uh, it just doesn't come as naturally to me. And, yeah. and it, it can be something that you have to like, you know, force a little bit more. So I, I do, I get incredibly jealous of people that I'm like, oh, yeah. wow, this is just something that you can, that you, this is fine. Yeah. And it's such a thing, like I've heard it from so many people who do work in the industry that like, if you want to succeed, like after every show, you got to go schmooze at the bar. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I hate the idea of schmoozing. Yeah. I, I mean, I love the idea of going to the bar. Sure. That sounds good. Yeah. But I hate the idea of meeting someone with a purpose. Totally. You know what I mean? And also that coming across. That's yes, the worst that's thing. You worst, never want to yeah. come across as someone who's doing that. Yes. And that's why the people who do it, who are really good at it, it never comes across. Yeah. But you see people, I've seen people lots of times who you can see it and other people can see it that they are networking yeah you know what i mean and so you never want to be that no no, that's the thing and that's what can put you off the whole thing because if you are going with that express purpose and that's what you're doing then that i feel like if if it doesn't come naturally to you then that's going to come across definitely hannah we've got to take a quick break (laughs) okay Uh, but join us uh, back for part two when we will continue talking about the artist and we'll talk a bit more about here. Yes, here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Together we're the Valentine Boys. Now we got a show going on in Edinburgh. From... Hi everyone, we're the Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> listen, we're the Valentine Boys. Hey, listen up. Oi. Hey. Hey. Go, hey. Uh, <laughs> hey. Boys. <laughs> boys, we just. 
Hey. One of us at a time. Hey everyone, we're the Valentine Boys. That's Sam. Sam. Sam? Hey everyone, we're the Sam. That's Sam. Jimmy. And me. I mean you. Oh, fuck. Sorry, genuine mistake. <laughs> and together we're the Valentine Boys. We've got a show on in Edinburgh at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival from the 1st of August to the 25th of that same month. <laughs> Jesus, Sam. <laughs> you put a bit of put a bit of life into it. No, I'm 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 the cool Valentine boy. You're a fucking uh, <laughs> you just call me a so you can't use that take. <laughs> Jimmy, I demand you use the take. Robbie is guilty of his crime. <laughs> the jury has to be. Uh, Valentine Boys, Charteris Center, Part of Just the Tonic, Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Terrible ad. Uh, seven. What time is it? 11. 11.20 p.m. every single night from the 1st of August to the 25th of August at the Charteris Center in Edinburgh. We got one night off. Yeah, we don't let's... come on the 12th, idiot. We are the Valentine Boys. Hello, podcast listeners. <laughs> we are the Valentine Boys. Excelsior! <laughs> and if you like comic books <laughs> and Deadpool, you should come along to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. <laughs> See the Valentine Boys, you should. Hey, nerds and comic enthusiasts, we're Sam. Glavon. <laughs> and Jimmy. And together we're the Valentine Boys. We've got a show on in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival from the 1st of August to the 25th, but not including the bloody old 12th. Excelsior! You can find us at the Charteris Centre. Oh, wow, Steve... Jobs? What's his name? I'm Steve Jobs, and I've returned from the dead What's to tell name? you to buy more iPhones. Stanley. said. Stanley. But if you're listening to this podcast today, the 26th of June, we're doing a show tonight in Drop Dead Twice. At 7pm. It's a preview show of our big old Edinburgh Fringe show. Because, because the rent is due. We're all going to be there. Me. Me. And even me. And you just And might... you. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> Coming soon to a galaxy near you. <laughs> And we're back. Hey! I'm Jimmy Kavner. I'm Hannah Mavilus. And we are Comic Swapping Comics. Hey, we nailed it that we, time. That was great. That was so fantastic. good. We got another comic to talk about. We sure Hannah. do. Let's get into uh, it. Hannah, you get me this comic. Uh, this is called Here by Richard McGuire. Mm -hmm. uh, can I ask why you chose to to give me this one? Um, I love it. Um, I think it's it was a massive inspiration for me. Uh, for the show that I did, the very first show that I did, is uh, this uh, egg? Or yeah, this is egg. egg. This yeah, is egg. This is egg. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think it's really interesting. It's very. I mean, it's mainly image over text. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. But I think it still tells a very rich story, which yeah. is very interesting. Uh, it, did you like it, Jimmy? I loved it. Cool. I loved here. Um, I read it in one sitting. Yeah. Uh, which. 
um, for a comic book, it isn't that difficult. <laughs> sure, to do, yeah, but yeah. What I mean is, at no point did I want to stop reading. At mm-hmm. no point did I want to get up. Um, so to describe the book, mm-hmm. I feel mm, you know I didn't it's really. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard, but it's also hard. Uh, to do a podcast about comics, which are very much a visual medium. Yeah. I feel like I, I may have made a mistake <laughs> with this format. No, look, our word Use descriptions our words are going to be so them, yeah. evocative. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, basically, every page of here is a picture of the same living room from the same angle. Uh, but every page is from a different year. So sometimes it's 1957, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's 2014, and it's just all the different things, all the different tiny little events and little conversations that happened in that room. And what's great is it started, uh, and you know, it started, ah, here we go, first page starts Mm -hmm. at 2014. Here we go, yeah, open the first page there. (laughs) But you're flicking through the first few pages, and it's basically, it's just pictures of the room in different years and different decades. And it's kind of cool, it looks beautiful. But it does kind of look like maybe like some sort of weird Ikea catalog or something. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, but then you get to this page and suddenly the page is set in 1957. Mm-hmm. But in the corner, there's a little panel that shows us what was happening at the same time in 1999. And it's just a little cat. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what's this cat hey, doing what's this here? Cat? Hey, get out of here, what's cat. What's this 1999 cat doing here? <laughs> you don't here? belong here. Uh, and then suddenly in the next page, um, we see the room from before it was built, mm-hmm. when it was just a forest in 1623, and we see the 1957 woman standing in her 1957 room in a panel, mm-hmm. and the cat's over here still in 1999 licking his paw. I don't know how well I'm describing no, this. No, yeah, I think that makes sense. And so the, the panels kind of, each page, they start to overlap a little bit. Mm. So basically you have these little snippets from different years all kind of overlapping each other, yeah. and, and but all, yeah, from the same position yeah just through time it which is, is very interesting because when i started reading it i was like okay this is very much um because you know there's comic books and there's graphic novels mm-hmm. and they're the same thing but i feel like there's some that are more one than the other yeah i yeah i would agree and so when i was reading this i was like okay this is graphic mm-hmm. not great no there's no graphic no, violence yeah. or anything but just like, a murder happening yeah. in one room <laughs> but then as you read through it you realize well it, it's graphic but it's not a novel there's no. no one story. There's lots of little, I don't know if you could even call them storylines, just lots of little events. There's like tiny little interlinking things yeah. sometimes, but you're kind of even grasping with those. Yeah, absolutely. Because from the first few pages where it's just the sa- basically the same picture with different wallpaper on it, it doesn't even seem like a comic. It's not in the same form. It's more like a picture book. But then the way uh, that Richard... <laughs> <laughs> The way the Richard, the way that Richard uses the panels on top and uses speech bubbles and that kind of thing, he really is taking a lot of stuff from like the the medium of comics and using them in a way that I I've never seen before. I've mm. never seen done before, and it's really beautiful. Yeah, there's lots of like, there's lots of parallels in it, with, yeah. which are interesting, and I think that's what tells the story more so than there being a story. Is yeah. you keep you keep seeing things kind of repeat a little yeah. bit, and you see how time kind of circles around like that. And there's a line in it. I think it's when it's in like sixteen something. There's a father who hasn't seen his son, and he's coming with his grandpa. Yes, yeah. Um, but the granddad has a a line, and it's him coming to this house, and and he says, "Oh, I haven't been here since kind of before you were born, or something." 
and and he was like and I find it weird now coming here with my grandson and he has a line that says life has a flair for rhyming events yes and I feel like that kind of sums up the book it a lot. really does and that that did stick out to me because I thought I really appreciated how the book there were some parallels but it wasn't trying hard to stick in parallels Mm -hmm. it kind of it did seem very random and very realistic Mm -hmm. so but i do feel like they absolutely deserved to get that line in like at that point in the book they'd earned it totally yeah yeah um yeah it it wasn't uh yeah it didn't feel like hey by the way this is what the book is about it wasn't like i don't know if you've seen black mirror bandersnatch (laughs) sure yeah Uh, yeah but when uh, (laughs) they keep talking about choices and how different choices in your yeah, life affect, affect the different world. things yeah and i'm thinking wait a second yeah hang i'm on. making choices yeah affecting, and it's affecting the their game. world oh my god whoa mind blown uh did you watch you watch Bandersnatch? yeah i did yeah yeah uh my favorite bit i don't know if you got this did uh, you enjoy Bandersnatch? i i yeah Mm. kind of it's like my 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 good friend Robbie pointed out like mm-hmm. it's not a tv show it's a video game totally like, yeah. yeah um I also you should think enjoy it's it as very such. yeah irreverent like i think yeah. it's kind of more crack than yeah i think so else. and cuz like halfway through you have the choice to um go to your room or kill dad mm. and it's like i don't think uh in this situation anyone would choose to yeah, kill one dad. Or the other. yeah yeah and i think it's it knows that yeah there's lots of silly stuff in it like if there you is. keep i played a lot of the alternatives and like um you have the netflix logo pop up on the yes, screen and stuff you know I what i mean just gonna mention it's just one. very silly you know yeah. and so i think it's more actually committed to it being funny yeah than it is about it being deep i i really enjoyed the netflix bit because he realizes someone's watching him on Netflix mm-hmm. and he starts shouting, hello, hello, who's there? Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this in my living room and I say, it's me, Jimmy Kavanaugh. <laughs> I'm watching you on you Netflix. You get super invested, yeah, Jimmy. because I was like, what? If this, like, <laughs> I see what they're going for here and if they pull this off and he responds to me, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, they didn't pull it off. No. Some Were other you guy slightly disappointed? I was... I know I shouldn't be, but I was hugely disappointed. Yeah, fair. Because you, yeah, you really committed to yeah, that being I, a bit. Yeah, I really, I was like, if I'm going for this, I'm going for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also really enjoyed the bit where the guy gets high and says, Pac-Man stands for power and control. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, because if you've seen Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> mm. you know it's Pac-Man because it was puck a puck man <laughs> Yeah. But people kept changing it to fuck a fuck man Yeah. Uh, so that was great. So that was a fun bit, yeah. But we're not here to sure, talk yeah, about yeah, Black yeah, yeah. Mirror or uh-huh. Scott Pilgrim, which is a comic. It's a comic. comic so actually, comics. we get a free pass there. That's good. That yeah. worked out well. Yeah, we, um, we looped it back around. Yeah, just like things happen in here. In here, double <laughs> oh. looper. Very nice. Uh, I've marked some more of my favorite pages. Dude, in here. get get them out. Ah, uh, yes. This is one thing here seemed to be one step ahead of me all the time because mm. as I was reading it at one point I was like wow they really uh, changed the wallpaper a lot in this book mm-hmm. uh, but they never show you someone doing someone that t- doing it yeah. and then the next page it's a person <laughs> it's, doing that it's many people across the years changing the wallpapers mm-hmm. at different times which is just fun it is fun, fun yeah since I moved out of my parents house mm. they, they recently uh, repainted it and it looks completely different and it is uh, especially my bedroom it's just a different room and it's a whole different is vibe. your room you're still your room like is are it all your is. things still there um 
I, I brought most of them with me, but mm. there are like they haven't repurposed it into another room. Okay, or yeah, it's still because yeah. that happened to me, and um, my dad at home now uses the house as an Airbnb. Oh, interesting. Okay. So my room is just a, like it's completely yeah. gone. Yeah. And I remember kind of realizing this was a couple of years ago, two or three, where it was like, yeah, you're not, you don't, you don't have a room in this house anymore. So when I come home and I stay, usually there are people staying in the house. So I'll like stay down in, a, you know, a, a spare room or something that's, mm. that's there. Sometimes I have to book my room <laughs> to stay in my home. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it's weird, kind of yeah, realizing that that it's like yeah, this room yeah. is no longer mine. Mm. And just how something as simple as just different wallpaper, different paint, just mm-hmm. gives it a whole changes it all different vibe. Another point at which the book is way ahead of me is because it starts to do uh, something which is quite funny and kind of silly, but also mm-hmm. just very like adds so much to it in that it goes all the way back to like. 300 million BCE mm-hmm. and it's just like smoke and fire and like you can't really make out what it is mm-hmm. and so then I was thinking hey they're showing us the past but they're not showing us the future oh. <laughs> but then we get to this is my favorite page in the whole book I really like this okay. which is um loads of panels uh with all the different insults <laughs> oh, yeah. through the ages through the ages that people were calling each other so you got like 1965 is klutz uh 67's dirt bag mm-hmm. 57 is square <laughs> 1950 is nerd. nerd nerds really stood the test of time yeah, I guess since so. 1950 1960 is oh i thought that said boofus no it says doofus <laughs> i was like i've never heard boofus before uh you got wacko in 77 geek in 84 but at the same time there's a big panel showing us what's happening at the window mm-hmm. and the window is the year 2111 and uh, what do you know, Hannah? It's only gone and happened. The it's world happened. is flooding. Yeah. And there's water cascading Pouring through. In. It actually, it is scarily even more ominous than usual because I feel like most things about the end of the world are set at least in the 3000s. Mm-hmm. This is set like less than 100 years from now when the world completely floods. And then we do see years far off in the future. Yeah, uh, humanity has survived. Yeah, it has survived. There's now like tours... Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this house was maybe like a house sometime. People used to live in houses. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? But there is something kind of... I, I remember reaching that point and there's kind of a sadness to it because this house has been here. And even though you've seen it when the house hasn't been there, you've seen people living in this house and lives and moments happening. And then you're kind of seeing it be destroyed. Yeah. Really. Absolutely. Uh, and... and 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 then what's kind of yeah ho- hopeful about it later is when you do see that there are still people and they're kind of going and oh, this was once a house and, yeah but yeah the fact that kind of all of that history feels like it's being washed away yeah I I don't know about you uh, but something about this book that I found very interesting uh, just comes from the fact that the house I grew up in in Port Leash mm-hmm. uh, we were the first family to live in that house right uh, it was a new housing estate and that house was built and we moved in. Um, so our house doesn't have the history that this house has. Mm. Uh, a thought that scares me, uh, that really gets me down when I think of it, mm. is that eventually the Kavanaghs aren't going to live in that house. Mm. There's going to be a whole other family. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be other people. They won't care that that was my house. They won't care that Yeah, we it's have... their house yeah. now. And, and yeah, they have their own set of history. Yeah, and, and that's everything. great, you know, for them. 
<laughs> yeah, it's totally that. Yeah, that would upset yeah. me too, definitely. But it's that whole, it's that whole human nature thing yeah. of like, I don't want to be forgotten. I no. don't want our whole history to disappear. Yeah. I don't want. But unfortunately, the world keeps turning. And it does. Unfortunately. Yeah. Really Fortunately, that, that world fucking world turning. keeps bloody turning. But uh, it is. Um, the reason it inspired the show I did, there was kind of an element of that where it's about a girl and, and she kind of gets trapped in that sense of mm. like so much came before and so much will come after. Who am I in the sense of that, yeah. basically? And she kind of has an ability to to sense what was there before and sense what will come. And for a lot of it, it kind of tortures her. Uh, and then in the end, she kind of makes peace with it. But but I think that is something that we all struggle with in, yeah. in the entirety of everything, you know? Okay, do I, I don't know, make my mark or matter in any way? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Deep. Uh, <laughs> no. Stuff from these comic books. I know. Well, these ones were gonna be deep. These were deep. Yeah. It, it is. Uh, uh. When I realized we'd be starting with these two. Yeah, they're both kind of in a similar tack too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're both also completely um created by one person. Mm -hmm. uh, most comics will have one person writing, one person drawing, one person doing the letters, one person inking, doing mm -hmm. the shadows. Uh, but it's nice to have two very singular visions. Yeah, they're very autory. Yeah. And you, um, yeah, you can kind of get that very specifically from them. Hannah. Yeah. If you were to swap a comic with another friend, that's not me. Uh huh. You ha you got other friends. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. have other friends. Uh, uh, don't ask me to name them, please. <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, worry. go on, yeah, why? If you had another friend. Sure, yeah. Would you, <laughs> hypothetical. Hypothetical. Mm -hmm. Would you pass on the artist to them? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Specifically, I think, for people who will relate to it. Yeah. Other people who create things, maybe. But but it, I think it's also general. It is that human thing that we've been talking about, that everybody has those insecurities yeah. around the things they do and the people they're around. And so that's always going to be relevant. Mm. So yeah, I would definitely pass it Absolutely. on. Absolutely. And yeah, I would, I would highly recommend it, especially because I found it for 25 cents in a cardboard box mm -hmm. in the corner of a shop. This this deserves to be read by more people, I think. Totally, and um, go uh, go check out Anna Anna Hayfish. Go, I don't know. Go find go, go find, find her Anna online Hayfish if she's still going. Yeah, <laughs> I hope she is. I, I really hope she is because this is such a good book. I know. Uh, we must check out more of her stuff. Yeah. Uh, hey Jimmy, would you pass? <laughs> do you want me? Do you want me to ask that question, Jimmy? So you're not maybe just that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to yourself over I'm there? the host, Hannah. Yeah, okay, no, right. you ask. Okay. Uh, hey, Jimmy. Hey, Hannah. Would you, if you, do you have friends? I'm going to say yes. Okay. So, would you pass on Here by Richard McGuire to friend? Uh, you know what? I would. Yeah. And I will. No, I'm going to get <laughs> Oh, this, all right. This is your copy. I'll give you this one back. You can have it. <laughs> sure, thanks. Hey, watch this. I'm passing it to a friend right now. Oh, shit. Here's oh, your comic back. Uh, it's being passed over. Yes. Uh, but no, I would usually recommend here, um, especially, not especially, mm. but uh, I don't know why you've got this far if you don't like comics, why you would be listening this far, but maybe you know someone who doesn't like comics 
and who thinks they're a bunch of silly lasagna cats, mm-hmm. uh, give them here because it can really show what you can do within the space of a comic. Totally. And uh, yeah, it's very um, art. Art. That's what That's it, this all comes down to. True art. We've ex- hey, we've explored art this in this is podcast. Our, wow, look at us go. Yeah, we've done an art. And this is episode one. Episode one and we've done an art. We've done an art. I think maybe this podcast is art. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. God, get out of here. Art about art. Mm. Anna, thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, uh, thank you. For swapping comics with me yes, this week. it was great. Um, I never thought about how to end it. Just, um... <laughs> no, that was a like good ending. We've we talked about yeah, we've so talked just, about them. Yeah, I know how we can end it. Okay, go on. Um, I'm Jimmy Kavanaugh. <laughs> I'm Hannah Mavalis. And we were, were comic swapping comics. comics. So we we comics have swapped comics. We were we we in this podcast. <laughs> we swapped comics. comics. Swapped comics. We yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Well done, Jimmy! You can catch Hannah Mamelis at the Vodafone Comedy Festival performing with Dream Gun Film Reads on Saturday 27th of July at 4.30 plus her own stand-up show on Sunday 28th July at 5.30 Plus, follow her on Instagram at Hannah Mam and on Twitter at HantMam to be the first to hear about her upcoming super cool secret project that'll be dropping in September. Comic Swapping Comics has been a Club Valentine podcast produced by Jimmy Kavanagh, with special thanks to Benedict Desdale for the theme song. You can keep up to date with all things Club Valentine by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or visit clubvalentinecomedy.com. Happy Valentine's Day! There you go. Good night.